Hi everybody and welcome to part two of our review for the Organized Confusion self-titled album. Organized Confusion mm -hmm. came out in 1991. We already talked about the first seven tracks over here on the Classic Quest podcast, the show where we break down the classics track by track, giving yeah. thoughts and opinions on every song. So you can check out the first part of our Organized Confusion review. Should be popping up somewhere in the corner if you haven't caught that. But if you're like, eh, fuck it, I'm here. I only care about the following eight tracks anyway. Fair enough. You can join us. My name is Holden Stefanroy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And yeah, we are excited to get through the rest of this project together. Um, on that note, I don't want to waste any time. So why don't we uh, stay a little cautious? We'll be a little paying attention as we navigate through the, the rough, rough side, side of, of town. town. Anyway, Bonnie, why don't you tell okay. us about this song? Um, so they are from, I guess, you know, the rough side of town. Um, and on the first verse, we have um, Farrell Munch, and he's basically telling us about some guy, like, I don't think it's him, but like, he's talking about some guy who looked all rich and glamorous. Um, yeah, it's definitely not him. Um, to like the, the maybe like the poor kids, um, but in like reality, like, he got like his wealth. And like his popularity and stuff by being involved with maybe you know illegal behavior um such as like maybe selling drugs or you know whatever other shady business he might have been doing to make his wealth um and then in pose verse he's kind of talking about his experience also just like something i guess like less specific um like growing up in on like the south side and you know south side and i really like that like chant that they do um and how you know like the stuff that was you know normal to them is maybe less normal to other people and you know maybe a little bit shadier or not not shadier but like complicated mm, i mean yeah this you, track you know what i mean but it's painting a picture of where they come from yeah and kind of giving some context into it um i've noticed that in hip-hop there tends to be i guess two stances at this era people are taking there's the more pro-gangster hard side and mm -hmm. then this is more on that other side of this yeah. track i would say where it's definitely their it's we're more like, going to talk about the social issues yeah, of like the Yeah, like their commentary track, on kind of what's going on. But it's definitely from the position of, you can tell that they're not into the drug game. They don't yeah. respect this hustle. They're not, mm -hmm. like, that's like, it almost has like that condescending, finger wagging tone I don't, I don't know it. that it necessarily has like the finger wagging. Like, I think it's sort of just like a warning and, um, and like, this is kind of what, like, this is sort of, like, what he's seeing, um, you know, like, he's seeing, like, women becoming hoes, you know, for drugs, and, like, you know, cops are always, like, there and arresting people, and, like, you know, they talk about um, kids cry when someone they knows, when they know, when someone they know dies or gets killed and things like that, so, like, this is, like, almost normal and sort of just questioning why it's happening. I don't think it's necessarily, like, a mm -mm -mm. I think it's just I sort of... I mean, I kind of get what you're saying. I took it like they're painting the picture, you know, like South Side's a town with a lot of hustle and bustle. A kid got stuck for a buck under the trestle, died with pride. He thought he had a big heart muscle. He fought back, but the attack was brutal. So, I mean, it's painting the picture. This is like a stark reality here. Yeah. But what I meant by finger waggy, I mean, you're, you kind of either glorify this 
or you report on it for like the seriousness of what it is and more of a this well, isn't okay. Well, I think this okay. is the reporting then. That's like, what I this mean. Isn't... Like that comes off like a, a more of a don't do this kind of I don't tongue. think it's a don't do this. I think it's I think it's like just you know, if you had just taken a painting and, and drawn out what he saw, you know, in his reality growing up in this hood, it would just be that. It's like a statement more than, um, than a, you know, like that's my opinion on it anyways. Um, I don't know, but it's interesting. And uh, I think that was pretty much it. Oh, oh and they were talking about um, carrying guns around. Not them, but people. Um, and, you know, that they're always ready for trouble and, you know, that they're, you know, ready in case there is any trouble um and people are always ready to go in the south side so um it's it's like a fun and like cheerful sounding song but in reality what they're kind of painting isn't necessarily very pretty at all so um but it's good that they're sort of like commenting on like this is what's happening like this is like a reality and i feel like they're, they're like trying to show it's like a trap almost like you can't escape it or yeah. No matter what happens in your life, you're like you're drawn to it. So maybe it's not because it's so... like the older people are doing the the bad things, and the, and the the next generation is growing up, being like, oh, that's cool, that's what it's... I want to be, and it just continues on like a cycle. I guess I see that. I mean, like like you look at stuff like when Prince Bo's like back in the days, Queens never got prosperous, so cited citywide respects plus knockouts. You know, it's because he's saying it's harder there. Yeah. 40, Baisley, stop Merrick, Queens, whack, step back. I don't want to hear it. I'm from, and I guess it kind of like shows in the B for the intensity of these different hoods and, and the situations of it. So I suppose in their sense, they're kind of shouting out saying where we come from is legitimate so and whatnot. So and I like the poetry in it. I like the pr projectiles are fitting inside of a clip. And personally, there's no particular name that's written on the side of a slug. Damn, it's bug when pretty women bend, begin to bend over a drug. You know, it's just the idea of, like, bullets fly about anyone. So, yeah, I guess it is more landscapey. It kind of makes me feel like Nas's poetry in the sense of yeah. reporting on the surroundings that's going on. But... It really just comes off like an action movie, but not in like, again, this cool way. More like, yeah, this is kind of an action movie. We're from the south side where shit's fucking real. Cops constantly stay on high speech chases trying to remember faces from previous arrest cases. I mean, that's just, that's fucking powerful, right? Because mm -hmm. it's pointing out like, it's the same people down. over and over again. It's almost like they're looking for a certain target. It's like they're hunting you out because oh, you got arrested before, etc. We're going to come get you again again pointing out the the situation because people keep dying i'm saddened because there's baby left as an orphan because the life of an illegal entrepreneur is more than a rag something he says something the person on genius put a question mark and i'm like i don't know what the fuck he says no he says something else but i don't know what it was i couldn't figure it out it was hmm. a question mark for me but in general it still gave me the idea like it's more than what it's like kind of painted i feel like as much as there's the generational cycle of like the drug dealer type that everyone kind of idolizes and wants to be mixed with the consequences like there's that line in the first verse where it's like he had friends a benz with rims by Gotti, so he's flashy you know guys wanted to beat him girls wanted to greet him kids wanted to be him when they saw him in the coliseum so it's like all of a sudden right there dudes is jealous of you trying to take you out but at the same time women is all over you and i guess it kind of just paints this reality 
and then you know later on in the track it's like yo your man wants to get rid of you because now you're the number one neighborhood pharmaceutical distributor how could you ever expect this from your man that he would plant product inside of your lexus so it's like at this height of power once you've gotten everything you have that like machiavellian reality where the person who's your homie your number two is gunning for your spot sets you up and takes you up today you're having lunch with a cutie you got a hunch you're the type of brother that's moody so instead you give a sterling lime green to match the colors inside your eight ball shearling so today he escapes fate to live another day to pick up scale weights inside of a ghetto so it's like here basically you are able to you know jump in a different car so instead of popping in the one i mean sterling and lexus different cars so as your lexus got set up you happen to pick a different car and just by sheer lucky you escaped to continue on to your life but not even realizing i guess that you were being set up in the hmm. other one or inside the ghetto cars gathered together and i like how we move just from that like kind of his side of cars and maybe the flashier end to prince poetry bringing in the other side so i feel like throughout this whole track fire manch is setting up more of like the crime side and then prince poetry is almost like responding to it a little bit okay so getting ready to hop under the summer weather armor out glistening in the suns is four cars to reach too deep but you still find it necessary to carry a gun so it's like now even on the lower end where all the cars come together everything seems cool maybe it's a nice day but it's still dangerous you know I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, it's just a really great song. And I really think it's cool how it does have that kind of upbeat, vibey melody, but approaches yeah. the subject matter the way that it does. I liked it. I give it a 4.5 on 5. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I don't think I said my grade. I gave it a 4.4. .4, so pretty much uh, the same thing. Next up, though, we have, well, it's pretty big. It's, it's the Organized Confusion track on the Organized Confusion mm -hmm. album by the group. Organized, organized confusion. confusion is that not organized confusion or what so this track has such another funky beat i feel like we're back into that more fun booty shaking kind of <laughs> dancey rhythm to it it doesn't make me want to shake my butt but it definitely makes me want to to dance maybe shake like my shoulders or like i don't know something my head i don't know what it's more like right. a top level shaking that's okay i've seen your dancing skills and i understand where i you're can at shake the bottom level as well just I'm, i've just seen so it everyone knows. I know where we're at with it that's okay how do you feel about this track um yeah i mean basically like what you said we're back having like a super fun time on this track not that the last track wasn't fun sounding it just wasn't necessarily fun topic i guess um and like this is you know we've got like prince poetry basically letting us know that he doesn't fuck around and he's here to show you how great he is and um he's throwing he's throwing shots and just like having like, a good time and it's super fun it's like one of those like classic uh clap along to like while people are like maybe like doing a break dance constantly like i don't know how often people are break dancing on the corners of streets but in my mind it's all the time or it should be all the time um yeah let's let's do that um yeah i mean i i don't really have too much else to say about it it's just really fun it has like a super fun uh hype beat great rhymes great flows everything on here pretty great um uh, so i gave it a 4.5 on 5 yeah i mean it's a it's a good song it seems to fill the role of being one of those braggadocious we are here we're the dope we're coming with the authenticity yep. and we're tired of sucker MCs stepping to me I'm with so garbage. tired of sucker MCs. i'm goldilocks and i'm taxing your porridge i'm like 
that's an interesting line, and I really liked it because but she a, never made anybody pay taxes. <clears throat> no, but in a sense, what did Goldilocks do? She taxed their porridge. She ate all of their porridge. Thus, it was like a tax to be in the presence of it, making the line kind of yes. clever. It, it's what she did. She gave a porridge tax. The tax was the porridge they paid to her belly as she stole from them, kind of like how the government steals people's money through income taxes. Now, maybe that's wow, a wow, wow, wow. I feel like that just like the thoughts were like happening as your mouth was saying them. It's always like that. We've been doing this for a long time. I'm pretty sure that's why anybody who's watching is watching, is because the thoughts true. formulate and they come out of the mouth onto the microphone podcast line. Yeah, true. No, but like, it was a clever line because of that. I thought it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Ooh, cold but yummy. So I guess it's cold but yummy. The idea of just coming through and you know taxing your porridge, Jake taking a shit, being the coolest, you know. Uh, but in the same time, that porridge was actually left out for quite some time, <laughs> and so therefore probably would have been cold. Like she walked in, and there's just bowls of porridge just sitting there, right? Mm-hmm. And then she proceeded to eat everybody's porridge. There's no way that was some hot steaming porridge, but she truly Cause, found. Cause all the bears made the porridge, then they went into the forest quickly just to get some yeah, like raspberries and know, stuff to, to add to yeah, their porridge, something like that. And then, um, but it was yummy because she proceeded to eat that third bowl all the way up or whatever the fucking thing is. Anyway, he slept in your bed, continuing on with what Goldilocks actually proceeds to do, making this like a surprisingly clever series of bars. It's a fairy tale. I'm just saying, Prince Poe here did a really good job in terms of connecting these bars, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely missed that. So, really clever. I slept in your bed, and your girl sucks funny. And then I'm yeah, like, did he just make the weirdest blowjob reference I've ever heard? Yeah. Because that is the weirdest blowjob reference. Oh. Not bad, not good, but just funny. So now with the current YouTube monetization rules, I now have to actually check a box saying I mentioned blowjobs mm. in the video. Like, I'm not even lying. It's some weird times. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We'll still talk about blowjobs. It's an important topic in life. Yep. Um, there's no way we're getting through hip-hop album reviews with never bringing up blowjobs again. It's just impossible. Again. If yeah. the head, right? Biggie here. Or, or no, Nelly here, or night. Whoops, I got... Oh, we are going to do that Nelly album. Guaranteed, we're going to talk about blowjobs again. Anyway, (laughs) moving along. Anywho. I feel like it's just kind of like that. It's clever bars and shit, you know? So right after your girl fails at blowjobbing him, I'm out to bash beats and drop snares, crush tables and smash up chairs. So I feel like I would also be blue-balled and frustrated after failing at receiving fellatio. And I would turn into the Hulk and proceed to create some organized confusion through the music Mm. whilst dropping lyrical metaphors. So maybe if your girl sucked properly, we wouldn't actually get this track because he would have busted the nut. Exactly. Kind of keeping him from having the pent up rage to go on the rampage. And he spreads out and hits you like a sawed off 12 gauge. I'm like, that's fair. That's what happens because your girlfriend's fellatio game is off. Respect. Prince Poe. And he kind of goes on through like that. I don't know. Um, I can't say like the rest of it is super cool. That Goldilocks shit. I know. I know it's whatever, but it really stuck out to me the first okay. time I heard it. A lot of the rest of it's fine. Um, I mean, it's just kind of like because concepts flow with the use of a pen, a sheet when brain cells meet. Fair enough. It's a clever way to put it. It also sounds like all the smart conscious guys say shit like that. So do I think those lyrics are super profound? No. 
Do I enjoy listening to him spit this over this beat? Fuck yes, I do. Um, but anyway, he goes, brain busting MCs try to get hype, but smell like doo doo because they can't even wipe butt. And that one was clever to me. And I'm like, I like it. I like it when they do shit like call you poop and you're basically so useless you can't even perform basic hygiene, motherfucker. I'm like, those are clever to me. Stuck up and quite conceited. Your one hit song all year long at shows. And I guess that's a fair thing, right? Because there's certain artists today who have entirely successful live touring careers on one hit. And oh, nostalgia. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, that's an actual thing he's describing. And it's never going to stop, I suppose, because, I mean, I know a lot of people that'll pay a lot of money to go see one song performed by a famous people, but won't pay any money to see a local artist or support their local peeps. Anyway, but that's fair because at the end of the day, everybody knows it. Everybody goes and spits their shit. You're going to repeat it like reruns, put yep. your iron away. I kind of like that because it's like, you know, getting rid of runs and shits, but also like, you know, put your gun away, your crap away, you know, but also like, you know, put the mic away. Also like, you know, maybe behave differently. Don't be so lame. I kind of okay. enjoy the way that they play with it. It's a very long verse. It really is. And I find it doesn't get weak. It doesn't get boring. I just kind of, you get to the end when he's like, and I drop hip hop again, atomic uh, atom, sorry, too late because I'm gone, I explode and I drop hip hop again, atomic atom bomb, releasing lyrics that you better not be using, organizing beats that you find confusing. And I thought about the production and I mean, yeah, I see where the pocket is. I, you can find the, the internal kind of like, there's like a tap. Like I feel like once, well, as long as it's within 4-4, which like 98% of the music we've talked about on this channel is in 4-4. I say that because we have reviewed Tool. Everything else we've done is in 4-4. Uh, so it's like the constantly you have that like just in the back of it. You can find that core cadence and rap over that in mm -hmm. every single beat. But if you're not necessarily go with it, it might be a little more challenging because there is a lot of sounds in their beats. There is so much happening that it's a little it's a little more difficult to find the pocket in some of the more stripped down, super like come on, everybody knows that one. Like anybody can find that pocket. That's what I'm trying to say. Um then Farrah Monch comes through and he just fucking rips it and does his thing. Um, I, I enjoy it. Like, I like the kind of singy back and forthness at the beginning of his verse. Ayo, here we go. Ayo, I'm Prince. Yo, brothers try to swing on me, but I don't think they hit it. Nah, why? These styles, MCs, they just can't get it. The way I articulate my flows and he just kind of fucks it up there. And all of it is, again, saying we got style, we got flair, and you can't copy us, which is a prevalent theme of that era because I'm assuming that biting yep. is a real thing now biting is still a real thing only you'll make a lot more money if you bite flows than if you try to innovate flows today it's weird how it works out like yep. that i can break down a bunch of science that explains it for you but you guys don't probably care if you want let me know and i'll make a video on the subject of repetition and pleasure and enjoyment um there's a reason why i like jazz after reviewing three years of jazz music on this channel through hip-hop uh i didn't like it at first was exposed to it a lot now i like it look at yeah, that that's how go. taste actually kind of works that's what acquired tastes are um 
Anyway, I feel like uh, Faro admonished us the game, kills it with his funness, you know. Better figurative verbs are thick in you, while the poetic, fanatical, rap, acrobatical style static never had it. So I'm packing a back automatic pistol, itchy by the CIA, by the way, my display of rhymes that I will lay down on wax, distributed from a zodiac digitally with a funk appeal from the real to real, but doesn't matter. And it's like. He's just doing that thing he's doing where he flows through and he's dropping a bunch of shit and he's kind of throwing a couple little polit politics there, you know? CIA is watching him because he's so fucking skilled with it is what I took from that. And overall, I have a lot more to comment on it, honestly. It, it just is pretty solid. I'm scanning it now to see if there's like any more lines that really pop out at me, but no. It's mostly the flow and the delivery that I find stellar. There are a lot of great lines as we've talked about on this review in the first part. This one was more just flossy, just enjoyable. Just throw it on, dance around and feel like it's dope. At a rhythm level, it's truly divine. I give okay. this a 4.5 on 5. Um, Alright, so I guess we can move on to a song that is blocked in Canada on YouTube for some reason. PS48. Yep. I guess this one's a little fitting because after kind of commenting on blighters and distinction and originality, they effectively waste a really, really good beat, almost teasing you, giving you something really fun to sample and then talk and act obnoxious over it like a shitty beat tag mm. so that you can't actually loop it. So at the end, they're like, nah, 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 you can't loop this. And then I thought about ah, like, what's right. the fucking point of it? They're like, yeah, who is it a beat on this one? But the whole point was to, look, we can make this dope ass shit. And I imagine at this time in, in era sampling, that would happen. You would make these great beats and shit. I'm imagining because I was like three, uh, but it, uh, you would make all these dope beats and shit yep. and then you would have these empty parts and then another motherfucker with a sample machine would jack your beat and just kind of make their own shit with it or use it in their own way. So in this sense, by effectively like making a point like, yo, we're so good at this, we can just make a beat and fucking ruin it and then almost laugh at you with it. Um, I, for the life of me, don't know why the rest of this uh, album is available in Canada on YouTube, but I literally had to go to fucking Datpiff. I don't use Datpiff. <laughs> like, I mean, it's possibly happened, but we don't do a lot of mixtapes here. I think yeah. the Public Enemy mixtape in 2017 is the last time I opened. Yeah, it was the last time I opened yeah. Datpiff. And my, the reason I think it's on that piff, as I touched on the first one, is sampling. Disney owned them. And when it came down to streaming and distribution, there's no fucking way anyone was paying to clear these samples for contract two because they would have had to go renegotiate with every single sample holder to renegotiate clearance to get digital streaming because the original whatever it got put through was physical and whatever. It doesn't cover Spotify. Okay. So the, the DatPiff mixtape loophole exists, so you can find the project on DatPiff. Fair enough. Um, basically, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's nothing else I can say about it. It's just <laughs> this little skit that's blocked in Canada, and it's fine. 4.25 on 5. The beat's great, but I kind of feel like it was a petulant move, and they effectively proved their point, and I get it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just them making noise and a beat. I don't know. I mean... It wasn't that great for me. I don't know. There was, I, maybe it, like that's just what it was. Like it was like you, like the the kind of like na 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 like kind of like behavior. But I was just like eh. like it, 
for me, it would be fine, like, if this wasn't even there. Not that, like, it gets, like, a bad grade because it's, you know, the beat is fine, like you said, but it's just kind of, like, I don't know. It, it's not for me. So I gave it a 3.8 on 5. All right. Next up is story time with Roosevelt Franklin. All right. I don't have, like, I'm not super... So, as as we were taking a little listen to Roosevelt Franklin between uh, the part where it clips, um, DJ Black Hurricane, the fine fellow who uh, requested this review, posted a comment and kind of said, y'all fucked up, as in me. And I mixed up Pharaoh Monch and Prince Poe on the cover, and I oh, got yeah, them yeah. backwards. Yeah, I meant to tell you that, actually. And... The reason that Pharaoh Monch was maybe so large at this time... It was not that large. ...is because he was He's drinking chubby. 40 ounces mixed with Kool-Aid, which Del- is a, delicious. Lo- a, lot of sh- a lot of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> it makes sense. I don't drink a lot. It's been easy to lose weight with no alcohol. I mean, <laughs> I never drank 40s of beer, but I drank mixed 40s with, of like... Mixed with Kool-Aid. Yeah. Um, also, he wanted to say that Bonnie commenting on Prince Bo's crazy uh, placement of enunciation is uh, a good observation. So good job, your lady friend, Bonnie. Oh, I know. <laughs> Why don't you tell us what you feel about this track? Um, so this one is more jazzy. Um, and they're basically talking about, I know you're going to go into like all of the details, so I'll let you do that. Um, but so yeah, they're just kind of talking about their friend um, named Roosevelt. Um, who was always getting, uh, who was always getting them in trouble. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's all I'll say about that. Um, the beat is nice. It's all right. Um, I like the grocery list that he gives at the end, um, of like things that his mom had, had asked him to pick up. So I thought that was kind of cute. Um, I gave it a 4.2 on 5. I thought this was a dope uh, story track. Um, they do this perspective thing. So, like, Prince Poetry uh, is doing the role of, like, commenting on this guy, mm-hmm. Franklin Roosevelt. Or, sorry, Roosevelt Franklin. And, I mean, you can see how I made that mistake. Mm-hmm. And then Pharaoh Monch takes on the role of being that guy, giving the other side of it. So it's almost like saying... You know, the the two sides of a coin or the grass isn't actually always greener type of right. thing. So, you know, Prince Poe is running upon the jagged edge. And I love that book, book, Through the Rough Life. I don't know. There's just something about a book. I don't know. Like, it, from that era, it just sounds nice. Like, I'll accept a modern do-do-do-do. That's all right, too, for me. <laughs> no, I don't like that one. That like one just sounds one like... Annoying. To me, it's just it just makes me think of white kids going around me all the time. And it's really my, my, the worst. my first uh, roommate uh, did that all the time for years that I lived with him, and that was um, that was I the did, last time I lived with I a straight guy. I did work with the Jamaican guy who would walk around a factory going bruh, bruh, and do like this whole thing where his <laughs> hand would go up like all the time. Yeah. Um, but I felt like that was okay. But like I don't know. I just feel like maybe because at work people know I'm a rapper and. Maybe they just are who they are, but I get a lot of weird gangsterisms done by middle class white people in my general direction. Right. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of the buck buck because I don't think we picked that one up. I never heard us dropping that shit as in middle class office working white folk that I'm surrounded by. Um, All right. So it kind of has this harshness to it. Anyway, 
Uh, the rough life, when you have to gain much respect as an individual, keeping negativity minimum requires having courage, respect him and his intellect, him respect him his intellect, you know, and so it's like, you know, painting out, like, it's a hard world, you gotta be all focused and on point and real smart. I think that's a cool thing about this track, is the intelligence of the perpetrator in, in question, you know? So he kind of goes, you gotta be on a specific type of set, like Roosevelt, especially when your cards are dealt. You see me, frankly, I don't give a hoot about the blanks you shoot or the mental blanks I like Roosevelt because he ain't booty. So Roosevelt is effectively this guy. He's setting us up to like look at. He's the real deal. All y'all's kind of fake. All y'all's kind of whatever. I do love the flows. I love the way they rap. I just think it's just really good. Again, like I know I get that whole little whatever about how amazing this is to 91, but it's like the more I look into the history of this shit, it's not that the stuff I grew up on in the early 2000s is less impressive but it's less seminal sounding to me seminal being that like culturally historically innovative moment of change it's more like a couple floors up on a foundation that was built at that point so of course it sounds dope but it makes me respect this shit so much more anyway so he's looking at roosevelt who keeps it real and then he flows through and says how he's like never taking a loss to wherever he's also going to get your girl he's got some college educated individual and i like the fact that he's kind of playing down his intelligence by saying with the educated so also it just makes the rhythm more fun but yep. it also shows he's just this dumb little hood dude who's just idolizing his hero the college going slanging girl getting you know roosevelt which is pretty interesting you never even contemplate if I pulled an automatic millimeter utterly out of your fight. Checking the night, you're out to snipe my man. You can't stand upon sight of him. Out to fatally ignite him. Roosevelt felt staticky. He knew things were shady. Grady had Bradley's woozy and he always packed a clip or two. So, you know, you're getting the sense that he's there. He feels almost like protected around Roosevelt because he's knows what's up. He's always ready to go. The squad's involved. Um, and then a bad shit went down. Somebody died or whatever. But because he was a clever nerd, nobody kind of suspected him, which is an interesting point, how maybe the guys who go to college and shit kind of get away with stuff a little bit more. And sometimes they might even be these hard motherfuckers. But because of the way it looks, he kind of gets away with it. Like, uh, gets away with it. Highly acceptable rebel from the ghetto on a level of an intelligent rapper. Create him just like Gispetto. So just like that point, he's basically this conscious blah, blah, blah kind of individual going in and doing on paper all of the right things. But I, I feel like it's almost the perception he's giving out, you know, mm -hmm. the aggressive type. And he's not your puppet. So at the other hand of it, he's also got this side to his personality. Sticking quick enough to pull a skeezer with repetition after taking aim and bucking and blow the smoke away and tucking him and jetting home, hoping that no stunts are stuck in him. He needs sleep for eight o'clock class. So as fast as he crashed, he might last for six hours of bed past. And you're like, wait a second. Dude just did the gunfights and the shot peoples and all of that shit. And then his main concern is, yo, but I got to go home and get some sleep because I got class in the morning. When was the last time you heard that in a rap song? Nah, I just haven't heard that <laughs> in a rap song before. Okay. But it's a fascinating point. Whoa, the gangster student. Yeah. And I mean, there's probably a lot of people who have a reality kind of like that. Yeah. And it's also like, also showcasing like... Look how smart you have to be to be successful at this. That it's like you almost have to be a student to pull it off. 
anyway and basically it kind of ends where he's like i don't give two drip drops about those that have felt and if i die and if you die and if i die and if i die it's because of my man roosevelt so in a sense it's almost like by being around roosevelt in his harsh life Trouble. it's going to be the cause of his death but at the same time he's enamored with him and just wants to be there and be sucked into his universe because it's almost like he's the way out but then i love how faramanch flips it like oh i'm so, so confused damn it hurts people persist to treat me like dirt i don't sleep at night uh, time because dimes i don't drop i sling and clock or seize commanders in chief when i pop rocks so instead of sleeping instead of getting his rest he's out at the night running the streets doing his thing but simultaneously you can recognize him with the bloodshot eyes i kind of took that like he's high from like but also sleep deprived hmm. i wasn't thinking like crack i just pictured him smoking some reefers and stressed and fucking out of his mind just never sleeping just fucking gone um then he's got the sun beating down on him and he's just just like why the hell my mother named me roosevelt franklin that's a funny line that's just like True. being stuck with this shitty name on top of everything People else. With shitty names must like be like why why did you do this and he's like i don't know why she gave me the shit name so i strive to gain only the lord knows my eyes have seen the pain tears coming down my cheeks like rain i was abused they stripped the mind for amusement now i walk the path to organized confusion oh, i get it so i feel like he's kind of almost like showing like just how hard it is to be on that side of the fence so on the one hand while they're glorified so many people glorify maybe a certain lifestyle the other hand of it is he's going look how fucking hard and tired it is you know you know because my man scott turns illusion to reality bringing up these little basic shits you need like a loaf of bread a stick of butter somebody's mother last dead in the gutter so the reality is like you got to get these things but that's my mother asking for it but simultaneously look someone's mother's dead over there i don't know and then it kind of just flows out and he's just gotta keep going he's getting high with hallucinogenics during what mm -hmm. he can to cope but effectively he's burning the candle on both ends and he's fucked up and he's just kind of lost damn i almost forgot yo i have to break out like he has to escape but you know he's so caught up in the trap it's almost like he can't see the end goal anymore i thought this song was really really interesting sounds amazing it's just got such a, a good feel to it i mean i give it a five on five I, it made me think it made me feel it had excellent rhyming mm -hmm. and again the problem is the more of these albums i listen to it's gonna get harder i guess for a lot of these new albums to be interesting to me not because well i mean i think there's always going to be something that can be made interesting but no, no but not to say that there aren't going to be like interesting stuff but i suppose what i'm trying to convey is the standard to get into the interesting level gets higher i mean you're going to hear some flashy shit and then you're like yeah but they did it already in 91 and then so True. it's like either you pay homage in some way or you reinvent it and twist it in some way but that means if you're coming through like and you're trying to be all the best but what you're doing sounds like people from 30 years ago and you're trying to make it sound like you invented it that to me is starting to get harder and harder to digest whereas you take something like a griselda records which is like yeah we're the new wu-tang and then are just doing it i'm like and to the point where like raekwon fucks with them and shit like that to me is completely fair like it's so oh, yeah. clear where their influences come from they're not trying to reinvent the wheel they're just killing it in what they are yeah i mean true ingenuity is so rare that at the very least pay respect to where you got the art from you know mm -hmm. so i think it's cool i think this whole experience has been great um but the next song really the title at least tapped right into my heart 
Who stole the last piece of my chicken remix? Wasn't me. I used to work with a guy named Michael. Cool. And when my lunch was, one day I was late for lunch, with a lunch program, and there was chicken. These beautiful pieces of chicken breast. It's not the same. I, mean, I feel like it's, this feels like more fried, homey chicken, but still, <laughs> it, it's, it's chicken, okay? And I'll put it in the fridge. I went to go eat it, and there he was eating my chicken. And he stole my last piece of chicken. Wow. And then he died. <laughs> like right after. And that was like the last thing I said to him was giving him shit for eating my last piece of chicken. I mean, I don't mean to be laughing that your like, co-worker died and stuff. But that was, that's what you get. No, That's kind of what happened. Stole my last piece of chicken. And then he died. Like, I mean, they were unrelated. He may have experimented with certain substances that led oh, to an okay. over That's a little situation. Bit, mm. Unrelated to anything to do with the chicken. But the timing worked out. That story I said is still valid. How do you feel about this song? Um, I don't know. It's it's funny. It's cute. Um, I like how Pharaoh Monch uh, just kind of starts it off. Watch the rhyme flip to the rhyme that's sultry just because I wrote a dope rhyme about poultry. I mean, yeah. That's what it is. And keep in mind, this is the remix, and it's different than the original. So he mm-hmm. already had written a rhyme about poultry. Yeah, at this so point. this is the second one. Um, it's it's just kind of basically talking about how you know, like their past, like in the in their past life, uh, not in their past life, but like in their youth, I guess. Um, chicken was always a staple, like in like their upbringing and stuff like that. It was always around. It's just another random topic, um, but it's fun and it's rhymed and it's, you know, probably, you know, like legit, uh, you know, because chicken's delicious. Um, it just feels genuine. Um, the beat is nothing like crazy special, but it's like a fun standard kind of like a hip hoppy kind of a song. Um, so I don't know. I liked it. It was fine. I gave it a 4.25 on 5. I think it's... Uh... Back in the day when life was simple, reminiscing type tune. I mean, it's kind of substantial in the sense that it made me think about chicken, which was a positive. I mean, the the chorus, the chicken, chick, 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 chicken is something else. (laughs) It's not like it's just bizarre, but in a good way, in a way where... When I think about homemade chicken, my mom used to put cornflakes on it. And I don't care what anyone says. I feel like that's like a, it makes me always think of Roseanne. But when you throw cornflakes on chicken, it just absorbs all the shit and makes this delicious flavored cornflake shit. Like and crispy, it's like, right? It's just real good. I don't good. think I've ever actually had it. It's not like anything like insane. It's ghetto ass shit, but it's super delicious to me. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it sounds delicious. It is delicious. Uh, but anyway, I bring access to the past in 70s. You know, he's thinking back to his youth. Kiss my ass if you don't want to remember these. Fuck you. We're thinking about his old chicken, whether you like it or not. Uh, days of the chicken wing leg and gizzard. Mother was a recipe genius on wizard. Cooking chickity chick chick chicken. Slicking greasy mate. Look, this isn't meant to be, I think, the most lyrical miracle song. No. I think it's meant to be, let's think Reminiscing. back to when it's come on. And then just having fun. Like, come on, Prince Bo, I'll flow. Come on, oh, come on, Prince Bo. You know, it's just fun. And then Prince Poetry kind of thinks back. Like, Kelly had a new box, sporting new jocks with white tube socks. Run them over to rooftops. Cops buckshot and scare us off. And I'm like, okay. It seems like 
it gets hard a lot but just that like still the imagery of just kind of coasting around the neighborhood running away having some shit shenanigans you know cops be like don't go there apparently they fucking threw they shot at them but okay uh, but this carry us off at bus stops because we threw rocks. Oh, because they threw rocks first. So I guess that's what's... Anyway, so it's just kind of like you just picture them as kids running around, getting up to some shit. And then uh, I love it when chicken got what shoes got. So that's a great fucking line. Of course. Because I, I also like that. Um, I wish in Montreal I had some good authentic southern chicken. I'm certain we have some stuff that's whatever. But one of my dreams is to do a tour of all of you guys in the south that are watching us is chicken. I mean, I just want to tour all of places your... everywhere. That's no, great, but I want people in south. our audience who happen to like us who might like. I just, feed I just want to be in the back night. seat of like Guy Fieri's diner driving and. You want that. Dungeons or whatever. I want to go to your barbecue <laughs> and eat your nice home-cooked chicken that does not But, like, that's what he here. does. He goes to, like, all these, like, um, tiny little rinky-dink places, and they're great. I want to go to their Like, this, like, little shack on the side of the I road to, that's, I'm saying you know, home, not resto. Yeah, but it's, like, homemade. But I want the home version. Okay, we're coming over, guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um... Anyway, my mother and your mother was hanging out the clothes. My mother, Jap mother on the grill. What color came out? Red. But it's not a red alert. It's because you're cooking meat and blood came out. Anyway, if I was a kid again, I'll push you in the dirt. Anyway, this is fine. It's just a decent song. Um, it's all right. It's it's okay. I gave it a 4.25. or uh, Sorry, 4.35. I think it's it's a well fun song. I, I can't say I'd really go out of my way to listen to this. Yeah. But on the other hand, I can say that it does have a nice nostalgic feel. And if you can connect with the core message of these memories, I imagine that it would be something a lot more meaningful to you. Or if you grew up with this, if you were a kid and you were eating chicken, and you, you know, like I can just see it. Like for me, I just heard this for the first time, like, you know, last week. So anyway, that's all I gotta say about that one. Okay. The next track is called Open Your Eyes. All right, Bonnie, tell us about Open Your Eyes. Um, the beginning is awesome. I really like that. Um, so we have Feral Manj, and basically he's kind of saying that he isn't going to fall for the devil's temptation again. And, um, he's just saying, you know, like, better yourself and, you know, learn and read your religious book. It seems like, you know, he's kind of saying, like, whatever it is, uh, knowledge is power and, like, you know, so is faith and just kind of to, like, know, know all of that. Um, and that's kind of what they're saying that they're working on. Um, and, uh, I don't know, that's, I think that's what uh, Prince Poetry says. Um, and, like, the song seems to just be about being thankful uh, that you have faith and that you have knowledge and, you know, you keep learning both, like I said, um, and just kind of, like, clear your eyes from, like, all of, like, the nonsense and, like, the distractions in the world and pay attention what is going to make you a better person and, you know, a complete feeling person uh, focus on yourself and you know and gain all of like the experience and knowledge that you can and you know be the best you you can be so it's cool it's a you know a good message it's not one that we've heard before or i mean it's one that we've heard before but um it's one that i don't really get tired of hearing because because it's a good message so i get this one a 4.2 on 5. uh i took this like life is hard praise god 
That is okay. totally where this song is going, in my opinion. Like, there's just too many rages, too many infinite screams at night. We're living in concrete cages. This is Power Moss starting us off. The beat's nice. It's airy. It's kind of upbeat. Mm -hmm. It kind of got that groove going on. Uh, it doesn't have the shake your booty groove. It's got that other groove. I feel like there's like two main grooves to this album. Um, I do want to say though that as far as versatility goes, all of the songs do manage to come off fresh and unique. So while there are main grooves that they tap into, it doesn't create a soundscape, a similarity. It's not like, as an example, I just did the new Burns project. It's a great project if you're really into that one sound Burns tapped into for four songs. Whereas this is really like kind of varied and giving you a lot to, to pick between, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, so you're looking at how it starts off. Another child is doomed to be in his mother's wombs. It's kind of like, look, we're in this awful environment. It's basically hell. It's pretty bad. These guns going off. And sometimes it feels like I can't go on, can't go on. And then he's singing a little bit there. And what I like about it is that there's no auto tune or anything. So it sounds human. Yeah. Like I kind of like it when people kind of suck at singing and then unapologetically sing. Right? Like, there's a courage and a boldness to that that mm. people maybe should tap into more. Maybe it, he isn't the best singer, but at the same time, I feel like just hearing his energy there is, is really cool. But when I envision a black man with thorns in his hand on a crucifix, I get strong. Never will I ever let a devil ever deceive me again, mislead me. So I'm going to assume this is looking at the idea of devil from the Nation of Islam perspective of white men persecuting the black community. Fair enough, that shit, that shit's kind of prevalent. I'll give it to him. Because when I'm going to hit you with, it's going to hurt because the flesh is meaningless. It remains amongst the dirt, but the soul is uplifted. 10, 31, 67, I'm God gifted. I don't know what the fuck those measurements are, but fair enough. He's blessed by God. MCs are changing it. Grows like a fungus. Beware the evil that walk among us. Behold, a fallen angel hark the rebel. The mark of the 666, the devil. First of all, 666 is the mark of fucking man. Everybody misquotes that shit because nobody <laughs> fucking reads Revelations. But it flat out says the mark of or man's number, and that is 666. It is not the devil's number. It is man's number. Moving on. Guys, just... Anyway, I'm certain somebody's gonna be like, no, you're fucking, no, but like I'm saying, it doesn't say the devil's number. It says man's number is 666. I looked that shit up because I wrote it as a lyric and I double and triple checked it and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't mistakenly quoting the devil's number like 98% of pop culture media. <laughs> anyway, you better beware because he's coming behind you. No, it doesn't take long for him to find you. So it's very like religiously driven. Yeah. And then if you go down to the end, it's like, you know, open your book, look to the horizon, start scoping, open your eyes and try to study the Holy Quran or read the Holy Bible. I'm making a getaway plan is going to be a better way there's got to be a better day so it's like open up the spiritual books gain the wisdom grow and be strong so it is a lot of what you're saying but i feel like the big caveat is god will get you there okay. and then prince poe even follows through yeah and now i ask lord have mercy upon me and grant me sight for what i can't see it's very christian pray to god to open up your eyes to see the truth to escape the bad uh, to front, yes, to be blunt, I won't flunk for, uh, sorry, for you are the shepherd and I shall not want to front, yes, to be blunt, I won't flunk for I am blessed with the gift of knowledge without college. And I like that too. He's yeah. there to true knowledge. Like God has opened his eyes. He's able to see what's going on. And this is in spite of education. 
He still has knowledge. But now it's shifted into the specific dimension that we call Earth, where God gave us the gift of birth. But last but not least, Ephesians 6 tells you to teach the child. Revelation tells about two-day swarms, the guns and disease, homicides over epidemics and crack vials. Like guns going buck, 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 buck. And you look up and you see a kid got stuck. So effectively, I think what he's trying to do is paint uh, the prophetic nature of chaos and destruction and revelations as, uh, as taking place the end of days. My dad grew up telling me all about this shit. He's convinced we've been in the end of days where all the bad shit preaching revelation is going on for a minute. So it's fascinating to see that point of view projected through lyrics. But... Hmm. um my dad is on team the church will go through the tribulation because there's also a team the church will not go through the tribulation the tribulation being an awful time on earth where people suffer before jesus comes i'm like fuck out of here with this shit honestly i think it's the stupidest argument ever who the fuck cares if you're down with jesus and you suffer it shouldn't matter or if you're down with jesus and you don't suffer either way you're supposed to be down with jesus not worrying about if you suffer anyway okay um Brothers sharing cell, uh, cells and sharing beds that can't seek a jog with the hair that's dread. Sit back and face reality with these lyrics. I hope they can uplift your spirits. So I feel like, again, it's like turn to God because systemic racism's bullshit. Fair enough. Hmm. Uh, I like the song. I give it a, I give it a 4.5. And uh, it's, uh, it's also got an organ built into the beats. And mm. I thought that was fascinating, too, because you don't often hear organs used like that right yeah. like it's not a common hip-hop beat instrument well um, i suppose it's, sorry. it's used in, in a church, the way so that it's used here they... so organs used in trap music where they take like three notes on an organ sound loop it or whatever or but this sounded more like church organ right being sampled rather than organ instrument being trapified anyway uh moving on well now that we're on the second to last song Let's uh, listen to the intro. How do you feel about this track? Um, the beat is okay on this one, uh, but I have heard some better ones on this album. I'll just say that. Um, I I like some of uh, the lines. I think I wrote some of them. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote down um, some of Pharaoh Monch's lines uh, from, I guess, like the very beginning. Um, lime to a lemon, a lemon to a lime. I flowed too many r rhythms. <laughs> too many rhythms i rhyme off of the tempo simplistic but consequently consequently distorts the in instrumentality uh cause an illusion organized but at the same time confusing so i like that and he's kind of saying like this is what organized confusion is um you know it's it's organized and yet it's confusing the way that he raps or the way that, way that they rap um and like just you know that they don't really follow any rules and they kind of do their own thing they make their own kind of music they do whatever suits them and um that's kind of what it is um you know it's a shorter song um and it's you know it, it's okay uh it's nothing wild but it's not bad it's you know just basically them you know being talented and making music simply and with skill and like i said how they don't really play by anyone's rules and they rap however the hell that they want to so um it's good it's not necessarily one that i would go back to it's nothing like special it stands out on this album for me but um it's fine i give it a 3.9 on five um basically i see a note on genius saying that this is the introduction to stress the extinction agenda the second album and that this is the intro to that 
to which I'm not a thousand percent sure if that's true or not because I did zero research, in which case we'll find out because DJ Black Hurricane has requested this stress the extinction agenda as his next uh, review, so we will be doing that. In which case I said, I'll Google then. But I saw the notes, I pulled up the lyrics, and I just didn't check any of the tracks or anything, so I don't really know uh, what version is real. But it would be, in a sense of organized confusion regardless, to throw a track called Intro to the end of the album. Okay. Like, even in and of itself, that is a move of organized because you chose to do it, so it's organized, but it's yep. confusing, so it's confusion. Either way, it just feels kind of airy and light, and them just kind of rapping, like, you know, the lemon to a lime, lime to a lemon, confusing the metabolism, which is like your mental metabolism. And men and women with lyrical recitals, that I'm just like, okay, this is fine. That I'm giving, some consider me an intellectual hip hop transmitter. I'm like, I feel like after everything I've heard, this is a little underwhelming at this point. Mm. But it's okay. It's fun. It's airy. Faramanch doesn't actually bring anything more to it, in my opinion. Like, had this been the intro to the project and we had just been starting, I do feel like maybe I would have liked it more. But I feel True. like having gotten the whole album and getting here, it's just like, okay. Yeah. Many, 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 many moons ago when I reminisce, I used to flow to slow beats, keeping the straight capital M O capital N. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's fine. It's all right. There's not a lot here for me that I'm getting into. But it does sound good. It's it's easy to listen to. It's just not that dub to me. So I give it a 4.25 because it's extremely well made. And the production is stellar. It's just the rhyming is kind of... Like, the rhyming sounds good until I think about it. And that's where it starts to hit it. Okay. Anyway, that's fine. If it's meant to be the intro of the next project and they're trolling and fucking... Plus, I don't even know if this is the original version that came out because the last track has who stole my last piece of chicken on it again and the remix was before it i don't don't know but yeah who stole my last piece of chicken not me i already said that this track has a music video Mm -hmm. and if i were to imagine anything about gatherings and chicken it would be this music video um i like how they got buckets that look like the colonel's buckets and all I can say is I want a fried chicken when this is done. <laughs> and I'm sad that there are limited fried chicken delivery options in COVID times worth getting. And everything's bullshit in terms of the shitty pizza places around here with their fucking crap ass fucking fried chicken on some good shit. And the place that gave the good shit's no longer delivering because of the, the situation. And it's sad. It's almost like the virus stole my pieces of chicken. Ooh. And I'm not happy about that. Uh, what do you think of this track? Um, I mean, I agree. I mean, I thought it was like kind of like a funny music video. Um, it's like, you know, simple and cheap and everything, but it works. And like, you know, they're kind it's of... memorable, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just like hanging out, having a good time. There's chickens, but like rubber chickens and stuff like that. And like they're walking around like the New York streets because I think they're from Queens, they said, right? Um, so, yeah, so they're just kind of like, you know, have it a day. Um, I like this one. And basically, again, just describing eating chicken and, you know, especially their mother's chicken. Again, like kind of going back to like simpler times and, you know, just enjoying their mom's chicken. Um, I like some of Prince Poetry's lines. Uh, got them in the print skirts yo you was 
fiending for a chicken fix, ran in the kitchen and put my finger in the cornbread mix. Please send me cornbread mix, please. Um, <laughs> uh, Mom yells, dinner, dinner's ready because she's the boss. All I need was my ketchup and my hot sauce and my cornbread, please. And now I'm ready to dig in, pick the meat off the bone, and then I ate the skin. So it's literally just describing eating chicken um, and like kind of what they're up to. And you know, he stick, you know, as his mom's making like the batter for like the cornbread mix, he like scoops them up, you know, like a cake mix or whatever. It's the same sort of thing. Like, um, it's just cute. It's just innocent and joyful and it's fun. Um, and then like. Pharaoh Munch at the end gets in trouble for trying to eat, you know, chicken before uh, they were finished saying grace. And, you know, like, I feel like you would always kind of like try to do that. And, you know, if, you know, or I didn't, I didn't grow up in a house that said grace, but like I've seen it on TV. So I'm guessing that that's <laughs> what it would be. Um, yeah. And then there's no chicken left when he goes, to, I guess, to have some. I don't, I can't remember exactly what happened to the chicken. I think they just all ate it and <laughs> I mean it's a simple enough story uh, and, and kind of topic again um, but it's uh, I mean it's true and it's something that you know you have to do something like this every day you gotta eat right so why not uh, make a song about it so I give it another uh, 4.2 on 5 I like this one like lyrically there's a lot more happening the last one the last one just yeah. kind of felt like airy and fun but i felt like it was more fun to listen to like it just had a, a, a better vibe to it this mm -hmm. one comes through like you know with the little richard Pryor sample you know that chicken i put in the refrigerator last night well i expect to find it when i get home this evening wah, wah. and i imagine that when you try to leave leftover chicken around there's a good chance somebody's gonna eat it i know i'm gonna eat it if it's there and it's bonnie's that's okay uh, but yeah, so Pharaoh Monch is remembering, damn it really hurts my heart to remember these days way back in the 70s, the only AIDS used to know was Kool-Aids, cornbread, cornrows, and cornbraids. And I guess it's a fair point, you know, thinking back before like the AIDS epidemic and a lot of the bad shit to a simpler time when it was just Kool-Aid, before you'd mix that with 40s. Um, pull up a chair, read some Dr. Seuss, peel out the skin, eat all the meat, mm, nibble to the bone, and suck the goo. I do all these things, man. You ever cracked a bone and sucked a marrow? Absolutely. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I, ever done I that. have done that. Mm -hmm. uh, man, if my mother was the colonel, a chicken would have sold. It even tastes better the next day cold. Of course it does. Great fried chicken tastes great the next day cold. Anyway, so it's, it's pretty fun. It's just like his mom made chicken. You better clean up your room before you go outside and play. Thinking back on better times. And I love the idea of using, like, who stole my last piece of chicken to, like, kind of be this idea of childhood like it's a really good nostalgia tune for that regard you know then uh prince poetry's verse i believe is actually the same uh but maybe i'm wrong anyway it's fine uh then fire Monch comes through round up round one uh two three i'm fresh out the batch and you can't catch me miss mary matt i'm like it's fine she's rather fat she carries a bat she's the noisiest lady on the block when it's hot and it's like okay it's just some shit going up and then he's just kind of like, you know, no one died. The SWATs may have come through, but it's okay. And then when we all cried, when bad, the scary things happened. And then my mom made chicken and it's all okay again. And then the barbecues in the summer. Prince Paul keeps us going. Just kind of pinching uh, this picture of him and his friends getting some shit, but there's no money. But, uh, oh, well, can't get anything here. So they go to Troy's house and get some loose, you know. But then 
it's just like the idea of being kids and wanting all the fun stuff and just kind of you can feel like you're coasting through their neighborhood is they're just like how are we gonna get the kool-aid choice mom has kool-aid you yeah. know like that kind of shit so yeah. it has that feel to it and then you know viral Monch's best friend was a gi joe although he had bald spots in his afro i'm like fair enough play with we didn't have any friends play with the kids their own age that's what they used to tell us i got jealous when we couldn't run with the big fellas you know just again similar stuff yeah. looking back being simple instead of point where prince Bo just drops this whole verse you know picturing all the food he's gonna eat he's just desiring it until he gets there and there's no chicken left and then they kind of question where the chicken goes and then um yeah it's kind of what it is i give it a 4.25 i mean as much as i appreciate what the song is i don't know if i if i really go out of my way to listen to it again but i like the idea of it i like i like what it represents and i guess that's it that would be the end of this album yep um for me at least i get the project a 4.533 i would say it's definitely a classic based on my math grades um i think it is versatile it has a lyrical sense of flow that's just ridiculous like the way yeah. they rap is good in fact most of the points that got taken off were actually like the skit end of, sh- of stuff more than like the song end of mm. stuff but uh i think it's just brilliant i think their their level of production is extremely stellar i think the way they ride these beats is stellar i think like it is really well made this is a well-rounded album where again when you think of something like an eminem or all of the dudes who may have polished up what was being done here in 91 it's still like you don't have an eminem without an organized confusion like right. there there is a clear path from how one built upon the things to get to an eminem and i'll give eminem his credit dude just shouts out everybody everybody down to farrell munch like literally in rap guide is like i got my farrell munch flow like i said i'm gonna crunch rhymes and a punch lines and, and he literally gives him credit in rap guide so fair enough eminem yep. does do his due diligence which is a respect point in his favor but it is important to like now that lyric makes sense to me right because when i first heard it i'm like i guess farrell munch is a good rapper like it didn't make sense right. to me until you're listening to rap god and realizing the entire song is effectively what these two dudes did in 91 but like a little tighter and different you know with the yeah okay. some of the and all that yeah <laughs> uh, not but quite I, the same but yeah i think it has messages i think it's got some creative ways of showcasing and it's fun like they're just having like a good time well like, I, like I don't that. know if fun is fully the word i think it's it's intense it's enjoyable it's i don't enjoyable. think it's intense you want to clap along and but do there's like a lot of songs also the but then there's a lot of songs where i feel like they're on the verge of war and shit's getting real so i feel like it captures both of these emotions it yeah. kind of gives you a landscape of their of their reality there's days where it's fun times but they also are tough they also come from a harsh environment and they want you to know what's going on in the world and yeah. they use their platform and i really respect it yeah that's true um yeah i like this um i gave it a 4.3 on five so an 86 percent um i mean yeah i i love pharaoh munch even more now so um thank you dj black hurricane um i mean it's so much fun i i mean like i think it was a lot of fun yes there are some songs that are about more serious topics but i mean for the most part it was enjoyable to listen to it was jazzy it was uh you know they just tried different sound i like the the water sounds on like you know one of the earlier songs like i just like that they just try and do their own thing and um yeah it's cool i would say definitely a classic fair enough so thank y'all for watching this or listening 
being here with us. We appreciate you. We hope you're all safe and all that good stuff. Let us know in the comments how you're feeling. If you can get the fried chicken delivery in your hood, I'd be jealous if you could. And if somebody steals your last piece of chicken, I feel you. They're a fucking asshole. <laughs> um, but y'all, like the video if you did. Subscribe to the channel for more reviews. And special thanks to the patrons. There's Milga Damsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, E.G. Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. That's right. Dope. They support what we do. Ooh. They help us grow. And that's amazing. They also get to tell us what albums to review. So if you want to see us do a review, you can put it in the comments and join the list of hundreds of other people. Or you can cut the line through Patreon. Anyway. Just saying. Let, it, let us know if you want to do that. And uh, I also make music myself. I have a song coming May 13th. Uh, you can check the description of this video for that distro kid link where you can click that button and follow me on the Spotify's and whatnot. That would be super helpful. And you can also check out what I've already released and that would be real nice. Don't worry. I'll have a video here for y'all on May 13th. Anyway, that's it. Thank y'all for being here. I look forward to seeing your comments. And as always, live long, prosper, and enjoy the chicken. <laughs> Bye, guys. Stay well. <laughs>